Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Pop Cult X, episode 55. We are Jet Xers coming back with another episode of our perspective on all things pop culture. Gabriel and Danny, the hosts of said podcast. So let's go ahead and jump into it and uh, let's get started. Hey, it's Gabriel here with Pop Cult X, and we're super excited to announce that our podcast is now being sponsored by Zencaster. So true, so true. Daniel here, and Zencaster is our very own podcasting platform, and we'd like to welcome them to the show. Be sure to stay tuned for reasons why we enjoy working with Zencaster to create and host our podcast. Uh, it's going good. So last episode, if you all remembered saying that I was going to spend about three hours of my time uh, to watch The Batman, and let me tell you, I am so glad that I did. It was fantastic. Matt Reeves, the director, created a world that was just right in my wheelhouse when it comes to superhero type movies. The yeah. grittiness of it, the the um, I like to describe it as take away the Batman costume, take away that, so he's no longer Batman. It's just still a great film noir detective movie. Yeah, and then to wrap it all in this Batman superhero genre is just the icing on the top it was just great and it didn't even feel like three hours it really yeah. didn't and and i'm so glad though that it was three hours because he needed that time and that space to develop the characters so you have a vesting interest in them have a vested interest in wanting batman to stop the riddler and it was just great the whole cast Paul Dano as the Riddler, Jeffrey Wright as Lieutenant Gordon, um, John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. He was great. Colin Farrell as a Penguin. Robert Pattinson as the Batman was great. And Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle. Perfect. It was yeah. just a great movie. I really enjoyed it. I, I agree um, with everything that you said. Um, I think that, that you know, Batman being a te detective is, in my opinion, kind of what makes Batman really cool. He's mm -hmm. not doesn't have superhuman strength. He's a regular man that, you know, has created these like really cool, like James Bond type gadgets um, along with like, you know, some of his friends help him out with that. Um, but so he has these really cool gadgets, but for the most part, it's his in intellect that kind of gets him, yeah. uh, you know, to where he is. He uses his intellect to solve these mysteries and these detective stories um, along, you know, with uh, being able to foil all of the, uh, potential heist of all those criminals. So um, <laughs> I'm really glad that they went that direction. Um, I believe that they just announced, I don't know if it was exactly today or, uh, you know, possibly, you know, within uh, the last few hours that a sequel to the Batman is officially in the works at Warner brothers wow, and nice. Robert Pattinson and director Matt Reeves are returning. So awesome. I think that's really great news. Yeah, that is great. I mean, I just, like I said, I really enjoyed the world Matt Reeves created and that car chase scene, like yeah. 10 minutes of pure adrenaline rush. It was just fantastic. And the, the cinematography at the end where the penguins inverted and you see the Batman walking up towards him with the flame in the background. I was just cheering in my seat. I was like, yeah. yes, Cause that's everything that I would want in that type of film. It was just perfect. So I think, super I think that Batmobile is probably my favorite Mm -hmm. that vehicle from all mm -hmm. of the films i think yeah. it was just it was so cool and so realistic that you know you could imagine having it yourself or you know <laughs> it existing in your room mm -hmm. 
our real world versus you know some super crazy fantastical vehicle that doesn't yeah. exist. Um, and so, yeah, I'm glad. I want to see more. I I believe that the penguin is getting his own spinoff. If I don't, I think so. Yeah, if I recall. Um, and so, I would love to see more of Selena Kyle. And Zoe Kravitz did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, I'm not super excited if they bring more Joker in. I'm not a huge fan of the Joker, and I don't really need to see what a fifth, sixth reiteration yeah, of, yeah, of I the Joker. I don't, I don't know if there's anything new that can be done um, with him unless they were to kill him off and then have like the daughter of the Joker. I know they've had. Uh, I want to say in, in Damned, the the sort of story arc of Batman, I, I want to say that it might be the Joker's daughter or there's like a second generation Joker oh. that's a female um, and the Joker's dead. And so that might be interesting. Um, so if they bring him in just to kill him off and then see who replaces him, that might be kind of cool. Um, otherwise, I'd like to see more of the Penguin. I'd like to see more of Selena Kyle mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, maybe bring in a different type of, of foe. Uh, there, Batman has tons of arch. That was going to be my question for you. What other, because all I really know of Batman is through the movies for the most part. And that's going to be his main um, villains there are the Joker, Scarecrow, um, Riddler. And those are the top ones. Who else is like his main arch nemesis? Um, there's, I mean, I'm not the biggest Batman fan, so I can't necessarily name them all off. Um, but when you think of like their main ones, it's the Riddler, Scarecrow, uh, the Penguin. Um, there are, you know, as part of the Justice League, then he gets like another set of villains that come mm-hmm. along with that. Um, but because it's based sort of in a realistic world, I yeah. – think that they could do something very interesting with not necessarily having one of the famous villains and mm-hmm. just do like a serial killer or so. I mean, I guess that that's what it was. The regular was, movie, yeah. But, <laughs> but like if they have another criminal that maybe is more influenced by real life um, or mm-hmm. completely just made up to kind of keep us on our toes and not know what, what is expected, yeah. I would be okay with that because it's, it is – a detective movie at heart. So it would be kind of cool for them to, to keep that up and come up with something that isn't necessarily based on comic books. Um, yeah. And so I think that that would, that might be kind of cool um, in order to do that. Yeah. I think that would be cool. I mean, and just to piggyback a little off the Batman, I just saw on PlayStation or maybe I guess video games, they released a teaser trailer for Gotham Knights. Now I wasn't familiar who that was, until I saw the teaser trailer. So in the teaser trailer, the or that version of Batman has just passed away. So there's like a power grab for, you know, for all the villains wanting to come in and, you know, because Batman's gone now. So it's up to Gotham Knights, who included Robin, Nighthawk, Batgirl, and the Red Hood to yeah. step in. And that looks phenomenal. So I'm not – is Gotham Knights a comic book series or is that just for the video game? I'm not sure. I mean, there Batman has has – volumes and volumes of comics <laughs> and iterations and, uh-huh. you know, um, so i like i said i'm not the expert on batman so i don't know if that's based off of uh an original comic series or um you know i'll have to check that out yeah or if anyone out there watching knows let me know in the comments that'd be pretty cool yeah. Um, just off of, I looked it up while you were sort of mentioning that, you know, so some of the, the other villains that, that we could see is, 
uh, Deathstroke, uh, Killer Croc. Um, they could also bring in Hugo Strange, Clayface. Clayface would actually be really cool. Uh, Mr. Freeze, we've seen. Two-Face, we've obviously seen in Bane. Uh, and I think that Clayface would actually be really cool to see him okay. um, on the main screen. I, I know that they did a really great job of him in the animated series uh, with with the Batman. And, and um, I think that would be kind of a cool interesting special effects kind of a thing to do so that, okay. that maybe i think that's like my number one choice um for villain that i'd want to see or maybe poison ivy oh that would be interesting yeah yeah that, that would be cool and not, yeah, not necessarily in the sexy you know uma thurman version that we saw but like a gritty you know reality mm-hmm. version that you know iteration that we've never seen before i think they yeah. could do something that's really creative i think so yeah well um if the first movie is any indication then i'm sure we're in good hands with matt reeves he did a great job and yeah so kudos to everyone involved with that yep and in other superhero movie news um sony just announced that they are bringing in or uh creating a film from the spider-man universe um called el muerto which is a live action movie that is going to have a latino uh, lead um and surprisingly they announced who is going to be the lead and it's going to be benito antonio martinez ocasio who is also known as bad bunny who Mm -hmm. is a puerto rican musician uh and actor and also is a big professional wrestler fan i think that he actually has done some like wrestling oh cool the wrestling um i don't know it's can mm -hmm. you enlighten those me um, who is El Muerto? Besides so, um, the lot of your card. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, in the comics. He's got superpowers that he inherits from the mask that he wears. Oh, okay, so it's, cool. It's okay, very a, much like a Mexican luchador. Exactly. Uh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So he has the luchador mask that it, that has been handed down generation to generation. He gets it from his father, and he's sort of like an anti hero slash villain who doesn't necessarily want to take the mask and have those powers or the responsibility. Um, so he, it's going to, I think it's going to be within the same vein as like a venom or mm-hmm. more recently Morbius where it's not clear cut whether or not they're hero or villain, which I think you're a fan of, of like yeah. that. anti-hero. I, I do like the anti-hero. I am a fan yeah. of that. Yeah. So I think I'm excited. Like we haven't really, you know, we were talking about that before we we started um, recording, but we haven't really seen a full on Latino led superhero movie. We've had mm-hmm. Latinos in movies, Sama Hayek right. in Eternals, um, Zoe Saldana in um, Galaxy of, of uh, Guardians, or, of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, um, but we haven't really had like the superhero movie yet. So I'm really excited to see what they can come up with. Um, Mm -hmm. I really liked the original Venom. Um, Morbius, I haven't seen yet, and I've heard mixed things that it's not really their best work. (laughs) Um, So hopefully they can, you know, pick up where they left off with the first Venom and and come up with something that's kind of creative. Um, Since that's all they have, Sony, is these sort of spinoff Spider-Man universe characters. Hopefully they do a really good job. They're also doing (laughs) Madam X, um, and they're going to be doing – a. Um, Craven the Hunter. Uh, and so 
they've got a lot uh, on the books that they're making and are going to be coming out. So I really hope that they're putting the time and effort in to make them good. Sounds cool. Yeah. Um, hopefully, and I'm just going to do a little brief moment as a recognition to John Turturro because I saw him in the Batman. He played Carmine Falcone. Then I also watched him in the Apple TV plus severance show. Yeah. And he has had a, he's had a career that spanned like four decades now. And he is just fantastic. And maybe we can get him into a leading role, like in somewhere in there. I don't know where he would fit in, but he is just such a superb actor. And I don't think he gets the recognition that he deserves. Yeah, he is a great actor. Um, I Right now I am – so this is – I don't know how this is going to sound. But right now I really am excited for opening up opportunities for Latino actors within – you know, cinema yeah. and Hollywood. And so mm-hmm. I very much am, am happy to see that Bad Bunny is going to get a leading role. Um, mm-hmm. We have uh, the actress, I believe her name is Solchil Gonzalez, who is going to be playing America Chavez in okay. um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is, I believe, 10 days away. I'm yeah, really I think excited so, yeah. about that. <laughs> um, and so I, I want to see more. I'm like greedy. I want to see more um, stars coming out. Um, I was watching, uh, what is the show that's a spinoff of the animated show on Netflix? Um, Human Resources, I think is what it's called. That show is hilarious, yeah. Um, one of my favorite actresses, who is um, an Afro-Latina. Uh, from I know who you're talking about. Rosie Perez plays <laughs> the, um, she's a Ambition gremlin. Ambition gremlin. Yeah. gremlin. And she cracks <laughs> me up. It's so she funny. Does. She's <laughs> just like, it's, it's almost like a perfect character for her. Like, just the, like, visually, like, her voice matches a small little gremlin. It's like. <laughs> In a business scene. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and it's a suit, and it's just like you better shut the fuck up. My girl's gonna go to Stanford, and her accent is so perfect. Like I love her. I I love really liked her in um, Harley Quinn and uh, Birds of Prey. I thought she was really mm-hmm. good. As the yeah, she did good in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to see her more stuff. Um, I know, obviously, Moon Knight. We have a, a Latino actor that's in the lead who's not necessarily playing a Latino character. Um, so, I, so for me, that <laughs> different that uh, differentiation is really important. I want to see like a Latino actor or Latina actress playing an actual Latino. Like, I don't yeah, want to see you. them playing mm-hmm. an alien with green skin. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see them, you know, playing uh, a, some CGI character. Like, bring our some of our stories out. Like, we have such great stories. So, hopefully, we see uh, the Chicano version of Ghost Rider soon. Um, I'm really hoping for that. I want to see the the um, the new version of Falcon um, in the MCU. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, you know, we sort of were kind of given a promise of maybe that's yeah. to come. Um, and so there's a, a lot of hope that I have for um, being able to see more of those characters and so, some more work for really great actors that are. We're going to see Batgirl with uh, a Latina actress uh, very oh, soon. Cool. I forget that's her cool. name, but she is one of the lead actresses from In the Heights. If you remember. Okay. I know who you're yeah. talking. About. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I know, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, macro film. So yeah, that's great. Um, and so just more of that, please. Like I want to see more <laughs> heroes that look Have like. Have you me. watched on HBO Max um, the Rosario Dawson led DMZ show? DMZ, I have it. It's a DC. I guess it's a DC comic. It's a. It's a. I guess there's like a. 
a next civil war. So there's two factions and then the Manhattan Island of Manhattan's a, the DMZ zone. So the, the demilitarized zone. And that's where no government exists. And Rosario Dawson plays a nurse that has to goes back in there looking for her son and Benjamin Bratz in it and a bunch of other actors. And it's a really interesting show, a really interesting take on what would happen if government abandoned a city and people and how they always, you know, are going to find their own people and hang out with them and form cliques and, you know, gangs and whatnot based on that. So it's a really cool show. It looks really interesting. I'm looking up the cast and it has an amazing cast, extremely diverse. So it looks really interesting. Um, I have to check it out. When you mentioned Severance earlier, um, I watched the first episode and a half. (laughs) um, And I can't say that it it got its hook to me. It was interesting. Hey, stay with it. It's interesting. It's it's a little slow burn at the beginning. But then after you – once you realize what's happening – and what's going on? It's like, oh, this is interesting, and it really is a character-based um, show because the plot is what is the plot, right? It's just character-driven, so it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I what I have seen, I love Patricia Arquette. She's one of my favorite mm-hmm. actresses. Yeah, she's great. Um, and to see her in one of the leads was um, surprising. I didn't expect to see her, and um, she's amazing. She's one of. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see her um, in more things as well. Yeah. Speaking of fan casting. Okay. <laughs> we should just do a whole episode where we just fan cast stuff and I was doing that online. I was I was because there, you know, because there are so many roles that have been casted recently that are controversial, mm-hmm. um, particularly like America Chavez. Um you could even say say that this El Muerto casting is kind of controversial because the character is from Mexico um, mm. and they casted a Puerto Rican act, um, actor to, to play him. Um, I, I'm not one of those kind of people that is like, oh, you have to be really specific with the type of Latino that you cast in the film. <laughs> if, if As long as they are Latino, I, I normally I'm pretty happy. Um for a long time, a lot of Mexican roles have had traditionally gone to Puerto Rican actors or Colombian actors. Um, so it, it did sometimes get under my skin to see that there were roles that should have gone to, you know, Mexican actors that didn't. Um, mm-hmm. But now that we are seeing more people get cast, you know, then I can, I'm kind of like, okay, that's fine. As long as they did a good role. And it makes sense for me for bad Bunny because he is so passionate about wrestling and a fan, like, okay, that makes sense that he's casted in that. And I do happen to like bad bunny a lot because I just think he's interesting, uh, with his aesthetic, um, standing up for gay rights, things like that. Um, that I like him. He's a likable character. So (laughs) cool. Yeah. I've never, I don't think I've heard any of his music yet. Yet, wow, really? I emphasize yet. I have to go listen. I'm probably, I probably have. I just wouldn't know that it was him. I don't necessarily know if you would hear it on the radio. Um, I, I don't listen to the radio. I listen to, uh, you know, my own playlist on Apple Music. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sometimes I'm not the most um, up to date with with like what's popular because I just happen mm-hmm. to listen to what I listen to. Yeah, um, yeah but I hear he you. does have a lot of great songs. Uh, almost to the point where he's just like he's cranking out hits. The thing that's difficult is not only do I not fully speak Spanish, it's very hard for me to understand 
Puerto Rican Spanish <laughs> because they tend to, uh, it's a, it, you know, they speak it in a different way. And so right. for it's my ear, dialect, I'm just yeah. not used to hearing it. So mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit more difficult. But uh, what I do is I pull up the lyrics and I kind of read along <laughs> as, as they're talking so I kind of understand what's going on. Uh, but he's really cool. He's, he's, you should definitely check out, I think he has like a few albums and he's definitely okay. done a lot of collaborations with different artists, but um, he's definitely um, a leader in, you know, the community as far as music is concerned. I mean, not even just Latino music, but in rap and hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, well, I know he, the name. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. evidently done enough to where I would know his name. I just haven't <laughs> that I know of heard his music. But I'll, I'll change that. I will. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, other than that, um, what else have you been watching? So one of the first challenges we face when putting together this podcast is that we both lived in different cities. Yeah, right. We, we needed a platform that would make the recording process very quick and, and really painless. Zencaster provides crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention that it's super easy to use. There's nothing to download. We just click on a link in our supported browser, which is very helpful if you or any of your guests aren't that tech savvy. Zencaster is all about making the podcasting experience easy, and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, don't even have to leave your browser to get it done. Now, we want you to have the same easy experience with your podcast. So if you're a podcaster, and if you go to zen.ai slash popcultx and enter the promo code popcultx, you'll get 30% off your pro account for the first three months. That's Z-E-N dot A-I forward slash pop cult X. It's time to share your story. Um, haven't really been watching much. I've been just busy working and, and playing video games, but I haven't really been watching much. Although something that was really hard to miss, at least if you're online or anywhere with a pulse is the whole um, Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard case. And I've been watching the headlines of that, haven't really dived in too much because the case itself, while interesting, the gossip of that case isn't really interesting to me. I think yeah. the more of the ramifications of what the case means has more meaning to me than the case itself. Yeah. Meaning that, so if people don't know, Go look it up unless you want to explain it to everyone. <laughs> Go look it up because I won't. I'll give you like the two two penny worth version of it. So I think Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard for defamation of character and for all of her um, alleged um, accusations against him. That even I think did it go to civil trial? I think it did or a criminal trial, and where it was disproved that he was acquitted and he didn't do any of the stuff that she said he did. Um, I, I don't know about that. I don't know if she tried to prosecute him criminally. Um, from what my understanding is that it, it all sort of began with a news article that she wrote in a newspaper. Okay. Yeah. Um, The op-ed or something. Yeah. She didn't mention his name. Um, she mentioned that she was in an abusive relationship. Uh, and so I want to say that she even did it with, um, people from the ACLU that they assisted her in writing it. Um, so they might have been careful in the legalities mm-hmm. of mentioning mm-hmm. his name, mentioning specifics. So it is interesting 
that someone could write an article and not mention you, but you feel that you've been damaged, you've you've had damages against you because of the inference of, you know, yeah. We don't have to say your name, but you know who it is. Um, yeah. Very similar thing that happened with Evan Rachel Wood and Marilyn Manson. Initially, she didn't mm-hmm. name him, but everyone knew who she was talking about. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so that's the thing with with these Hollywood, you know, famous people is that because their relationships are so well known. Mm-hmm. You come out of a, of, of a relationship and you say, oh, I was in an abusive relationship. It's kind of like we know who you're saying. So it's kind of like wink, wink. You don't mention their name. Yeah. Um, he was – it did go to trial in the UK and he lost his case. They did determine that there were instances of abuse and she had okay. the right yes, to speak on it. Um, so then now he brought it to, to the United States and is trying it here. She is um, also – has a suit against him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know as much as what she's suing him for um, in this particular case. But um, the thing that I sort of find alarming, but it really shouldn't shock me because, you know, that the United States loves celebrities. Um, <laughs> but when I go online, the vast majority of what I see is support for Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of Amber Heard bashing, um, a lot of um, making excuses for his behavior. Like, poor guy, he was driven to do this behavior because she's such a horrible bitch. Um, I don't know if it's because of my age. I didn't grow up watching Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, I was an adult when that came out. So it's not my childhood. He's not like a childhood <laughs> hero yeah, for me. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I grew up knowing Johnny Depp from 21 Jump Street, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Benny and being, June. Yeah, being the owner of um, the Viper Club in L.A. Mm-hmm. The Viper Club was notorious for <laughs> um, a certain type of celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um very much, you know, people who partake or party uh, more so than, let's say, I don't know, who someone hold, like Tom Hanks or, yeah. you know, someone who's wholesome. People who go to the Viper Room weren't necessarily the most wholesome of celebrities. I found them cool because that was like my generation, right? River Phoenix, um, right. Watching Phoenix, um, Winona. Uh, uh, Winona um, God, I can't think of her name. Winona Ryder, Johnny Depp. <laughs> um, so I know him from that era where, you know, John, um, Johnny Depp was, you know, the owner of the Viper Room. People partied there. River, River Phoenix notoriously overdosed and died mm-hmm. on like the front steps. You yep. hear the 911 call of like Joaquin Phoenix trying to save his brother. Uh, so I don't really have like a high opinion of him as like a morally uh, good person right like i i didn't necessarily think of him in a negative way but i don't really hold him up to a certain standard like mm-hmm. it, it's just like he's an actor i don't really care <laughs> um but apparently a lot of people do like a lot of people like in reading the comments are like i've been a fan of his for so long and i know he's not capable of this how how, just <laughs> you're a fan, how do you know he's not capable of, of abuse um i don't know how that's possible um, you know, we've had statements, I think, from Winona Ryder and um, possibly his ex-wife, Vanessa Paradis, um, and former girlfriend's friend saying, you know, he never abused me. I always find that kind of funny and, you know, take that with a grain of salt because, you know, um, if someone murders someone, 
they have he a list murder me. that they've never murdered before. You only have to do it to one person, right? So if you're <laughs> accused of murder, do you bring in a line of witnesses that say, he never killed me before? No, it, we're talking about one instance. And mm-hmm. certainly people have patterns of abuse, Like, but um, he also admittedly is a cocaine addict, um, mm-hmm. an alcoholic, um, done all kinds of drugs. From what I know of people that do those types of drugs, they become very much kind of erratic, um, abusive. Um, It doesn't matter if you're famous, if you're rich. So I don't know. I don't know what the end result of this case is going to be. I if if, you know, from my perspective, it kind of seems like it'll follow in the same path of the UK trial where they'll say, yeah, you were, you know, it was a volatile relationship. She mm-hmm. had the right to write this article. Yes, it did hurt your career. But, you know, to many people, I think it's going to be like, well, you suffer the consequences of your own actions. You know, obviously, if you're living that life of of someone who's abusing alcohol, cocaine, um, partying with Marilyn Manson, um, maybe you, Disney doesn't want to be affiliated with you. Yeah, that's true. And, and so do you blame Disney? No. Um, what's interesting and what hasn't been brought up is how much the studios were aware of his behavior. Because I remember um, back in the day when Courtney Love started being an actress and she got nominated for an Academy Award. She was in The People versus Larry Flint, which was directed by Milos Foreman. Um, her insurance on the movie was super high. Like they, they were giving her drug tests like every day mm-hmm. she couldn't, you know, basically they were watching her. I, I want to say that something very similar happened to, um, Oh my God, Iron Man. What's, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Where mm-hmm. his reputation sort mm-hmm. of preceded him. They're like, okay, you might be clean now, but we've got our eye on you. So <laughs> um, Johnny Depp, I think was, was kind of like, skirted around that like he didn't really have that reputation as far as the public eye but he was kind of living that double life like um Mm -hmm. you know now that we know that he's kicking it with marilyn manson and doing all kinds of drugs it does kind of paint a different picture from those people that are like oh it's captain jack sparrow and that's my childhood and amber heard ruined it um he's responsible for his own actions like Mm -hmm. she wasn't forcing him to snort coke right Um, Do I think that that she's like 100 percent innocent? Probably not. Um, Are there instances of like her doing things to him that are not 100 percent right? Yes. But at the end of the day, did she have the right to write an article saying I was in an abusive relationship? And is it true? I I think so. I think that the majority of the evidence is kind of pointing in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big things in the trial that was interesting is that Johnny Depp is claiming that she threw a bottle and it landed on his finger and sliced off the tip of his right. finger. But he has not only did he testify in the UK that he did it himself, but we have text messages to his doctor, um, mm-hmm. to the nurse, to his friend saying, I cut off my finger. Uh, and so is he lying in those texts? Is he lying now? Right. That's what's, um, what's hard. What's to believe there? Right. Right. He lie in the trial in the UK. At one point, he's perjuring himself. Right. So were mm-hmm. you lying in the UK? Um, okay. So let's say you were lying then. So you perjured yourself. So why should we believe you now? Yeah. 
Um, and so a lot of the times, like some of his answers are like super long winded and it's like, get to the point. Yes or no. <laughs> uh, and I think that he's doing a performance. I think that when you hear the recordings of his voice um, and he sounds different, I think that he's like doing his Johnny Depp persona right now, um, trying to be funny, trying to be um, witty and make people laugh. Um, so it's interesting to see how the jury is going to decide. Yeah, that's interesting. And uh, what I said when I first said about ramifications, well, my whole thought was a lot of times when men are in abusive relationships and the female, quote unquote, is the abuser, just say not saying that this is 100 percent the case in this instance, they tend to, um, you know, keep it to themselves a lot. They don't want to advertise that out because they're seen as maybe kind of a joke or less less of a man, so to speak. So yeah. for him to come forward and, you know, put that out for the world to say, hey, this happened to me um, without maybe there is a partial performance aspect of it. But I think just to be able to say that out loud for everyone to hear on a global stage, I was abused or, and, and I was the victim, even though I know it's hard to say he's the victim. But just to say that it's I think is is. In my eyes, it's kind of, I don't want to say brave, but it is takes a, an additional, an ego check. So because you're really just, you know, putting yourself aside and say, I was, this happened to me. Yeah. Because I'm sure this happened to a, happens to people all the time. And those guys are like, I can't say anything. Who's going to believe me? Yeah. And and I think that, that one of the things is there's different levels of abuse, right? Yeah. Uh, and people are used to seeing abuse um, from men against women. Yeah. And, and, um, a lot of times when you see victims not leaving their abuser, it's because of, um, economic reasons. They don't have the ability to leave their abuser. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't have a support system to be able to leave. They're fearful because their abuser is so violent that they feel that they might yeah. be True. killed. Mm -hmm. So when we see a man saying that, that he is a victim of abuse, um, you, at least I, look at, did he have the financial ability to leave the relationship? Absolutely. He banished her from his private island. He literally <laughs> told his handlers to get rid of her. Mm -hmm. So if you have the ability to tell your yes people, I'm done with her, get rid of her, and get her on the next plane out of Australia, and they do, I tend to not think that you're fearful um, right. as much as you are living in an abusive, uh, a co-abusive relationship where yeah, we're hitting her, she's hitting you, yeah, that's you're true. pushing her, she's pushing you back and forth, back and forth. Um, so it's not abusive in the traditional sense that we know of. She, he was fearful of her. Right. Uh, because um, a lot of times people are fearful of the people that are abusing them. Um, but you don't necessarily have to be fearful of the person that is hitting you. You know, did is she double his size? No, is she stronger than him? Does <laughs> um, uh, but can she hit him? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, does that mean it's abusive? Yeah. Can he have mental abuse? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I think that you know at least Johnny Depp has to fight against is not only does he have power because he is famous. He has power because he has money. So he has all the support, all of the um, 
resources to get out of a, a, a yeah. abusive relationship. Sure. So mm-hmm. you kind of wonder like, well, is it because you were just like, you guys were both partying? Um, I kind of think of like a Sid and Nancy type relationship of the sex pistols yeah. where they're like both mm-hmm. heroin addicts. They're both kidding each other. Mm-hmm. They're, it's like, who, who's the worst of the abuser, right? Like, right. it's sort of just like a toxic relationship. It very much um, is, very and, much. And yep. so, but it's important, I think, to still remember that most victims of our abuse are women. And yeah, very it, true. It, there is an unfair balance because typically, you know, you see a lot of economic leverage that the man has, social status that the woman may not have. Uh, a lack of support, a lack of uh, 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 um, uh, support system. And also, we still live in a society where even when women come forward, uh, we still doubt them. And yeah. this is actually mm-hmm. a, a case of that because mm-hmm. Amber Heard came out saying she was in an abusive relationship and people doubted her because her ex is a famous person. Um, and so – and they're they're fa- they're that's their fans. So, um, I could be wrong. I she could be the worst person in the world, and he could be <laughs> the the most safety victim. Yeah, um, but it, it's hard for me to to listen to people saying, "Well, you know, it's it's because he's a man, and no one listens to men." When traditionally we still don't listen to women who are battered or abused. True, and even in this situation. Um, a lot of the support is going towards Johnny Depp and not Amber Heard. People are saying like, oh, look at how cold she looks. She doesn't have any emotion. When she does cry or show emotion, she's acting. Um, I don't know. I, I it, It's very hard to say who's in the right and who's in the wrong. But um, I, I don't necessarily feel sorry for him. I just think that he was – in a very dark place because he chose someone that is probably was willing to go along with that party train that was mm-hmm. okay being with someone that was an alcoholic and a drug addict. Um, and, and uh, you know, like I said, I remember him from being with Winona Ryder and him trashing hotel rooms. Um, <laughs> it may not, Winona Ryder may not say that she was a victim of abuse, but certainly if you are in a relationship with someone who's trashing hotel rooms and and like throwing things, yeah. that could be mental abuse. She could have been intimidated by that yeah. and been scared to leave him. Ultimately, obviously, they did break up, but she may not have the the wherewithal to know I was in a in a toxic, abusive relationship. But I do know that it is fact that he used to trash hotel rooms when they were dating. So someone who had that behavior before that is like explosive with their anger. Um, I think that sometimes when men have that like punch a hole in the wall, it's a form of intimidation. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a way of like I'm mad and I'm strong and I'm going to punch a hole in the wall. Yes, they're not kidding the woman right, right. or their friend or partner or right. man, but they're showing they're they're exerting their, I their could do this to you. Yeah. Right. And right. so, um, and I know a lot of people that are like that. So when I hear, I, you know, I know old stories of him doing stuff like that and then it sort of evolving into, you know, Coke, uh, marijuana, um, money, vast amounts of money, private Island, sort of living the life as like the God in your universe. 
And then um, having someone maybe challenge that, I'm not shocked that it, it would lead to abuse. Yeah. Um, so, I Which don't know. When this first came out, and you mentioned his bad boy image or his yeah. past, and if Amber Heard first came forward with her story, I fully believed it because everything she's saying, I could picture Johnny Depp doing that yeah. sort of thing because of what you had mentioned about his history and his past and everything. So I didn't question it, didn't even thought to think about it. I just thought, wow, there goes his career. No one's going to want to hire him for a leading role in a movie, a family-friendly movie, if yeah. this is all true. And I believed it, but just seeing, I guess, or hearing some of the most recent audio te- audio messages or texts that kind of refute her stance a little bit, and it just makes me give pause and say, okay, maybe it wasn't just all him. And it was, like you said, a very, very toxic relationship, and they enabled each other. And yeah, it was just one of those times where it's, hopefully they just go their own ways before something really tragic happens. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, as you mentioned that I didn't hear the most recent audio tapes of her, I know that they have recordings of her, you know, yelling at him or threatening him. Mm -hmm. Um, When, when you see domestic violence, it's not always someone sort of um, cowering in the corner, right? Someone could be standing up to them. Mm-hmm. And saying, you know what, fuck you too. Like, screw yeah, you. Sure. I hope you die. And threatening them and saying, you know what, I hope your career's over. Um, you're an asshole. And then she gets punched. Um, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily quiet or not assertive or not aggressive in your own right. Um, it just means that it escalates to a point of the person mm-hmm. getting physically abusive mm-hmm. or mentally abusive. Very so true. I think that that. In America, we like to think of people as like, you, you have to be like the perfect victim. If you're yeah. sexually assaulted, you better be a virgin. You better be dressed like a fucking <laughs> nun, right? Right, right. Like if you're a right. victim of domestic violence, you better not have yelled at your boyfriend. You better not have, you know, tried to defend yourself. Uh, you better not do drugs or drink yourself. Mm-hmm. You better be like a, a perfect housewife that's like quiet as a mouse. Um, whenever we see people that are, you know, supposed victims, it's like it, people want people want it to be black and white. You're either the perpetrator yeah. or you're uh, an innocent, and that's yeah, not real true. world. Like I know people mm-hmm. have been in domestic violence situations, and you know, does do I know women that have pushed back who maybe have slapped um, a woman's slap against a man who's maybe double her size is not the same as a man punching her in the face. Exactly. So, um, is it fair? Is it like a uh, uh, double standard? Yeah, it is. But as men, I think we can speak honestly and say, you know, have we felt threatened by women who maybe, I mean, I've never been slapped by a woman, but if a woman were to slap me, I don't think it's the same repercussions or the same fear that a woman mm-hmm. would feel if I punched her. Oh, definitely. Like, definitely. It's just... Or even if I slapped her, it's just not the same. And so we can't look at their behavior and say, oh, well, it's equal. Like, oh, she threatened him. Um, she, One person clearly has a power in that, that relationship dynamic. Um, I don't think she had the power to like snap her fingers and say, put him on a plane and get him the fuck out of Australia. He did. Right. He owns a freaking island. Like he has all his people working for him. When he was tired of it, he got rid of her. Like it was done, right? 
And so, uh, I don't know. I, we could kind of talk about this all night. Um, I'm not sure where her career is going to go. I know that there is a lot of backlash. Um, I don't know if she'll ever be able to be a list again right. or, or what. Um, but I know that Hollywood does love a comeback story. If he goes mm-hmm. to rehab, um, similar to Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson's in a movie right now, um, of all things, a religious movie, um, about, you know, morality, which I find really funny. Um, <laughs> so if, if he can go to rehab and, you know, work it out, I'm sure I, I I'm fairly confident that Johnny Depp, not only does he not ever have to be in another movie ever he again, have to be. Yeah. Um, if he goes to rehab and has his like mea culpa moment, he'll get hired. Yeah. And he'll have a career again. Uh, I'm, he's young. He's attractive. He's witty. He's funny. Um, he'll get roles. You know, if it's a, you know, a sort of like a, an, an auteur like Quentin Tarantino that takes a chance on him, they'll do it. Yeah. I, and is it really taking a chance? Because he's never had the reputation of being bad on set, has he? Well, that's what I'm really curious of is that did did his behavior um, – I know that, that someone did testify that he has um, an audio device in his ear telling him it's his lines. Oh, OK. To me, that's kind of a – you know, I wouldn't want to hire an actor that is reiterating the lines that are being spoken to him in an earpiece. Um, well, I don't mean, get me I, wrong. I think he's a brilliant actor. Yeah. He's really good. Did I start disliking some of the roles once he got sort of in that Disney, like Alice in Wonderland? I didn't really appreciate him in. I'm not a big fan of Pirates of the Caribbean, nor his role in that. Um, I like a lot of his earlier work because then yeah. I think it just started to become like Johnny Depp's putting on makeup again and, and acting like a character. Exactly. Um, it was more like the caricature of Johnny Depp was there yeah. in that role. And it seemed like it was always the same. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I started to become less of a fan of his even before any of this started, you know, even before we even heard mm. any of this. So, uh, you know, maybe that's why my perspective is the way it is. We've talked about this, how, how much does your fanaticism or your, you know, support of a star or a singer, Mm -hmm. you know, how much would you support regardless of what comes out? Um, I, there are very few people that I'm really, really into, but if it came out that they were abusive, I would drop them. I wouldn't be the person on Twitter like, oh, it's impossible that, you know, (laughs) beats their child or their whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I would listen to the evidence and be open to it because, uh, we shouldn't be in support of people like that. I mean, just from his text messages, it's really hard to hear him like texting Paul Bettany, who is the star of, of WandaVision saying like, Oh yeah, I'm going to bury the bitch. Like fuck her. Um, that that's hard to hear if you're Mm -hmm. fearful and you're a victim. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you, is that the sort of language that, you know, uh, I think he said something about like, is the person whose throat I, I abused there, uh, it just doesn't sound like he's a victim. Right. Did I he mean, maybe get hit? Did he maybe get a drink thrown at him? Stuff like that? Probably. Uh, but I don't think he is a victim in the way that we we perceive victimhood. Yeah, you know? I, I hear you there. And I, I was just thinking more about um, him, I guess, projecting to the world or stepping out saying, this happened to me. Because a yeah, lot of absolutely. times guys don't want to say that at all. 
because yeah. it breaks down their manhood or their manliness. So yeah, that no, that never happened. I'm a man. That could never happen to me. No yeah. woman's going to do that to me. So for him to just say that happened, this happened, that's what I'm seeing more as maybe this will open the door for other people who are in the similar ilk will feel less of, in, who had felt less inclined to mention anything to say, yeah, yeah. this happened. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, anytime someone that is a victim of, of anything, whether it be sexual assault, abuse, whatever, come forward, um, you know, I, I just – a lot of right now, there's a lot of support for him saying that just because he's a man, we don't believe him. Um, I think it's few and far between the victims of, of violence being men from mm-hmm. women – yeah. Um, we see man on man violence, obviously crime, you know, gangs, robbery, things like that. But as far as looking in, you know, traditional relationships, um, so the majority is so often the women or children in uh, in you know that family right. unit that it's it's kind of I don't know. It's interesting to like play a violin for the men that are victimized, like when the vast majority <laughs> are women and children. Right. Like, no, I agree with you completely and there. I, and I don't want to sell short the men who are victimized because there are men that are good people that don't want to raise their hand when they're being abused by women or pushed or, you know, and, and they still want to honor that um, notion of like never lifting a hand against a woman. Uh, I, I, you know, I know people like that. Um, but it, it's, uh, you know, we still live in, in reality and the reality is that by far women and children are going to be the victims of abuse and violence in the United States. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like, it's sort of like when, I, I mean, and this is a total tangent, but it's sort of like when a white person says like, you know, oh, like I've been a victim of racism and it's like, okay, well, could they have possibly have been a victim of a prejudicial act? Absolutely. Could someone have said, I don't like white people. I'm going to treat this person differently. Yeah, that, that kind of happened. But we know that there is institutionalized racism that for hundreds of years mm-hmm. has been built into our society. Very so like, I'm not necessarily going to shed a tear for like the one white person that's been victimized because they're white when the reality is that 99.9% of, of the time <laughs> not, they're not the victim and right. they have, you know, they are entitled, they have privilege. So um, I kind of feel like it's like a situation like that, but um, that's way more serious than I ever want to get on a podcast about pop culture. Uh, but that's kind of what it reminds me of. But um, yeah, so that's my thoughts on that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and on that note, <laughs> it's yeah. hmm. And that I don't have anything else. Yeah, um, I am waiting for tomorrow because tomorrow is New Comic Book Wednesday um, to bring up a lighter note or topic or to close on something that's a little bit more yeah, happy, something fun. <laughs> yeah, um, I am. Pretty much every Wednesday at my local comic book shop looking for new comics, new uh, things to read. Uh, And so if any of our listeners are comic book fans and have 
been able to patiently get through my tirade tirade about uh, the Johnny Depp situation. Please leave recommendations of books, uh, comic books, um, or uh, maybe trade paperbacks that I should go back and revisit um, because there are a lot of story arcs that uh, I would love to to read um, oh, that maybe I'm not familiar with. Speaking of fun story arcs, I just finished reading a Avengers Moon Knight story arc that was really fun. I'm not nice. sure if you're familiar with this. I think it's from 2019, 2020. But Moon Knight basically takes the power or stores the power in his onks, the little medallions of Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, oh, yeah. Robbie. Um, what's his name? Ro- yes. uh, Latino Robbie Reyes. Yeah, he calls him Roberto. So it's just funny. Um, <laughs> Uh, who else does he get? He gets the power of Thor's hammer. He gets the power of the Phoenix and he uses wow. it as Khonshu, the God of moon, because they're fighting Mef- Mephisto. Is that his name? Mephisto. Mephisto. Yeah. It's a really cool little interesting. I think it's a four or five issue arc. That's pretty fun. If you haven't read that. It's in the Avengers 2019, yeah. 2020. Check that out. Yeah. Mephisto is an interesting character because He's basically like the devil. Yeah. And so growing up, I was always too scared to read, <laughs> to read comics with Mephisto. So I, I sort of stayed away from um, him as a character. But, <laughs> um, but he is interesting. I think he takes place in um, the a really big uh, Thanos story arc where mm. – um, the Infinity War. Yeah, the Infinity Gauntlet. He's there. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah, I was reading so, that. Uh, yeah. He's in that. And that's kind of where I kind of got, you know, some reading of that character. But, well, it's pretty interesting because that's a lot of power that you just talked about. It yeah. was like literally like everything but the kitchen sink of power. <laughs> it's an interesting story. I mean, it really is. You should go read it if you haven't read that before. Yeah, the check Avengers. it out. Yeah, check it out. It's pretty fun. It's on the Marvel app. That's where I read it. Nice. Uh, uh, we may possibly will be reading that tonight. Yeah, cool. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you drop us some comments. Let us know what, let Gabe know some recommendations for some comic books he should pick up. Um, let me know what I should read because I'm still an infant in the comic book world, so to speak, especially DC comics. I really want to read more DC. I feel I've got a good handle of what I like on Marvel side which is just a small inkling of the top, but I really want to explore into DC, maybe even Image Comics, just to see what else I can broaden my horizons on. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for liking. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing. And we'll see you next time. Stay safe.